Hello, everyone. Welcome to my astrology podcast. I'm Deb McBride, and it is Monday, the 17th of December, 2018. And I am broadcasting from beautiful Costa Rica, where it is evening and the crickets are chirping. And it is actually cool and a beautiful night. So here we are at a week before Christmas. And we have some interesting things going on. So first of all, we've got a full moon this week that happens on Saturday. And that's kind of the big news of the week. Now, the full moon is going to be in the sign of cancer at zero degrees cancer, 49 minutes. And it will occur at 1249 p.m. on Saturday, Eastern Standard Time. Now, the thing is that... The full moon follows the winter solstice. So the winter solstice is going to occur when the sun goes into Capricorn, as it always does this time of year on the 21st, which is Friday, and that's at 5.23 p.m. Eastern time. So when the sun and the moon come together in a full moon, they are opposite. And so the sun is in Capricorn and the moon is in Cancer on Saturday. And... It's going to be not long after the moon enters Cancer that it will oppose the sun. So well, here's what's uh, interesting about this. First of all, um, the winter solstice is the shortest day of the year in the North Northern Hemisphere. And this is the time when we are experiencing, you know, the shorter days. And then eventually, right after that, the days will get longer. And if you live where I live, in Costa Rica that doesn't really count very much because we're so close to the equator that really the uh, short days, long days, it's all kind of 12 hours of each darkness and light. So there's, there's not a whole lot of difference. But when we are dealing with the winter solstice at this time of year, we are dealing with the sun at its zero degrees Capricorn, which is the cardinal axis. And... The cardinal axis is otherwise known as the world axis, is where things happen, and in the world, in the greater, in the greater scheme of things. So, if you in your chart have things at the cardinal axis, which are zero degrees of any cardinal sign, or fifteen degrees fixed sign, and then there are other degrees in the mutable signs, but right now we're focused on the zero degrees of cardinal. Then, what happens is you get connected to uh, world events or celebrities. So what's happening is that we are looking at a time when there might be some sort of celebrity announcement or uh, political, someone famous will have things to say and we may see a lot of that because now we're gonna have two planets at the cardinal axis, the sun and the moon, and bringing this full moon to this experience. So it's very interesting because we're having a full moon on the cardinal axis, and that's two planets there. So this is going to be uh, an interesting ride the next few days, seeing what erupts, what comes out of the news, what happens, what, we, what kind of information we're getting. And this is important for another reason. This is a full moon, and in two weeks we will have a new moon. So the moon is waning. And... The next new moon is not your typical new moon. It is an eclipse. 
Now, if you're like me, and I pay attention to these things, of course, but if you're like me, you feel like the eclipse has just ended, and it really feels like they did. <laughs> but the last one was in the middle of August, and it's because we had three. So because we had three, two in July and one in August, it feels like they went on forever, and they kind of did, and then the effects of the eclipse were felt two weeks later. So eclipses, as I've told you before, but if you didn't hear this, you can hear it now, eclipse periods begin the lunation prior to the first eclipse, and they end with the lunation after the last eclipse. So any eclipse periods start right now at 22 to 22, the 22nd of December, yeah, 22nd of December, because it's the full moon, it's the lunation before the eclipse. So then we have a solar eclipse on January 5th. And then we have another eclipse, a lunar eclipse, on the 21st of January. And then by the time we get to February 4th, and we have a new moon, which is also on the cardinal axis, but we'll get to that in February, um, that's when the eclipse period is over. So what happens is, you know, this is this is why I'm saying we've got a full moon on the cardinal axis. And so events are going to start coming to our attention. People who are celebrities or in the public eye in some way are going to start, you know, being a little more uh, in, in front and center. So there's information that's going to come out over the weekend, possibly about people that we've been watching for a long time. So one of the things that we have to be aware of is that we are starting an eclipse period as of Saturday. So what you'll start to feel, generally speaking, is you'll start to feel emotions heating up, situations heating up, things that are on the table, have been put on the back burner, sort of sitting on the side of the table are going to come front and center. Things that you are aware of and have been dealing with really do come front and center now. And this is such a powerful eclipse that we're going to have on January 5th that we're going to talk about that for a while. So this is the beginning. That eclipse will also be in the sign of Capricorn. And the second eclipse after that will be in Aquarius. The nodes are in Capricorn and Cancer. So eclipses are determined by how close the sun and the moon are to the nodes, the nodes of fate, or the nodes of destiny. And the nodes are late Capricorn Cancer right now. So the nodes are at, um, you know, in the late degrees. And we're looking at, you know, something, whereas like they're, they're at 26 degrees of Capricorn and Cancer now. And the south node is at cancer, uh, Capricorn and the north node is at Cancer. So when we are looking at, where they're going to occur, this is going to be considered pretty much a south node eclipse. The degree of the eclipse is not 26. It's not close to the node. It's 15 Capricorn. So it's a weird thing because essentially the nodes are not too close to the eclipse, but they are in the sense that they are in the same sign. Whereas the second eclipse that we're going to have on January 21st it's a full moon in Aquarius and Leo. So this is going to be an Aquarius-Leo eclipse. And it's closer to the nodes because the nodes are at the end of Capricorn and Cancer. And this lunar eclipse will be very early, Leo-Aquarius. And this is 
closer to the node, but in a different sign. So this is going to be an interesting eclipse period. Fortunately, there's only two, so we don't have to have our knickers in a twist for too long. <laughs> but it's really going to be very powerful, this first one, because it sits between Saturn and Pluto. So at that point in time, Saturn will be, you know, you know, in a, you know, in a, you know, in a, it's, and then yeah, it's going to be there for a while. And then the eclipse is going to be after that. And then there's Pluto. So if I was to draw this on a chalkboard, I would draw Saturn, then the sun and the moon, and then it's Pluto all lined up together. This is going to be quite a turning point. Um, beginnings, endings. Whenever there's a solar eclipse, it is a new beginning but it's at the south node and the south node is close to Pluto. So this is, this is going to be a very, very interesting uh, opening and it's going to be a very interesting few weeks ahead. So we're getting revved up for that first eclipse as of Saturday. So if you start to see situations erupting in your life or situations coming forward that have been on the table or have needed some release in some way or discussion or you're waiting for something like you've been waiting for something to happen or, or something then you can say that the eclipse um, may bring those to the fore may bring them to the forefront of your life we are going to have a very powerful eclipse and this is something that I think we can't too, talk too much about because it really is uh, a, a turning point for a lot of us. And so as we get closer, I'm going to talk more about it. We have a few weeks, um, but it really is going to be um, exciting. Nothing, nonetheless, <laughs> if you are a Capricorn, you are going to feel this. We're all going to feel it. But if you happen to be born around January 5th or early January in any way, you are going to feel that. You're going to feel that eclipse and you're going to feel like you are in um, a turning point, a real tremendous activity time. Now, I expect eclipses often are really, really busy. Whenever one comes, we get busy. We have too many things to do. This is going to occur right after the holidays are over. So... It's the first weekend after the holidays finish, and we're going to be dealing with, you know, whatever's not been handled up until that point. So whatever we're not, like if you take off for the holidays and you are not working and you're not getting things done, then it's possible that um, you're going to have a whole pile of things to do when you, when you emerge after the holidays. Um, so just, I want people to be mindful this can be very powerful in many ways. Saturn is the one that gives us responsibility and duty. Pluto is the one that gets us to transform. Saturn is all about, you know, the responsibility we have. And so there's some sort of duty and responsibility that we are going to be dealing with, but also that's going to transform our lives. 
So eclipses usually do bring some sort of transformation. If you are doing transformational work right now, if you are working on yourself and your life and it's, you are in the throes of transforming something, whether it's emotionally, um, career-wise, psychologically, whatever, you're preparing for something really huge. And so I expect that the next few weeks, we're going to get a clue as to each of us in our lives what that eclipse is going to bring. Look at the chart you have for yourself and find where 15 degrees of Capricorn is. And that's the house or the area that's governed by this eclipse. So it's going to be very um, interesting to see how it manifests in each of our lives. Enough about the eclipse. In the meantime, um, we do have the moon in Aries today, and it was a crazy day. I really felt that it was a busy, busy day. We had the Mars-Pluto sextile today because Mars is still in Pisces, and it's sextile in Pluto, and that's a good aspect, and they have a lot to do with each other because they, they talk to each other in similar languages, in the Scorpio language. And so I felt today it was really, really busy. Um, tomorrow... We're going to have void moon in the middle of the night. So tomorrow's the 18th, and it's going to go void in the middle of the night in Aries, 2.21 a.m. It's going to go void as it conjuncts Uranus. So if you have trouble sleeping and you, you live in an area where the void starts in the middle of the night, it's going to conjunct Uranus in the middle of the night, um, like I do and like people on the East Coast do, then it may be that you have a little bit of a restless night, but just be aware of that. Uh, the moon will go into Taurus only a couple of hours later at 4.37 a.m. Eastern time. So the moon's going to be in Taurus for a couple days. And when it's in Taurus, it's going to make a nice trying to Saturn tomorrow night. And that's good for getting things done. You know, moon in Taurus, productive, but also exalted. And that's a good, it's a good place for the moon. It's also a time when we want comfort food and cookies and all sorts of goodies. So, so if you're going to Christmas parties, just be aware of that. Um, Wednesday the 19th, the moon is going to be in Taurus, but go void at 7.42 p.m. So we don't have a whole lot of Taurus moon before it goes void. And, you know, 7.42 Eastern time, the void moon is going to be one of those, um, you know, slow Wednesday evening, just don't, it's in Taurus. So don't do anything that's out of the ordinary or start any new projects or anything. It's time to just sort of relax with that new moon, that uh, void moon in Taurus. And in the meantime, during the day, there'll be a bunch of aspects with the moon opposite Venus and the moon making a nice relationship to Neptune. So I think we'll get a better night's sleep on Tuesday night. Um, instead of tonight. <laughs> um, then, uh, 9.34 a.m. on Thursday, Eastern Time, the moon goes into Gemini. So we've got a good, oh, 14 hours of void moon. So most of the time in this area of the world, it'll be sleep time. So, but 9.34, it goes into Gemini. So we're back in business. We're thinking, we're, we're talking, we're communicating, and it makes a nice trine to Uranus. Uh, the sun makes a nice trine to Uranus, rather, um, that day at 11.20 a.m. 21 a.m. because the sun, remember, the sun is in Sagittarius this week, and the sun is in Sagittarius for the last time this week before it goes into Capricorn on Friday afternoon. So enjoy these Sagittarian moments because 
uh, this is fiery and the sun is there and it's making a trine to fiery Uranus and Aries at the end of Aries. So this is going to be the last fire trine that the sun and Uranus make during this time. Um, because once Uranus goes into Aries, uh, Taurus, there's no more fire trine. So enjoy this fiery time, get things done, enjoy yourself. Um, but this is the last week of the sun and Sag. And then things shift. Then the sun goes into Capricorn. And again, I mentioned the full moon. But the sun will be in Capricorn for the month. And as you know, until it goes into Aquarius in January. However, the sun in Capricorn is ruled by Saturn. So here we are back with Saturn again. Uh, and that means that while Mercury is in Sagittarius, the, that is the only... That is the only one left that's going to point back at Jupiter because the sun is now going to be in Capricorn. It's going to point at Saturn. Venus is still in Scorpio. So that's going to point to Pluto, which is then going to point to Saturn because they're all in Capricorn. So we're going to have three planets in Capricorn again. And so we're in a serious time. So it's about focus. It's about getting things, getting the job done. And... You know, in the meantime, we'll have some fun and frivolity with Jupiter in Sag and Mercury in Sag, but it is really a time of more serious stuff. And Mars will still be in Pisces till the end of the year, and it'll change signs on the first. So this is an actually interesting time because we do have this last, these last moments of Sun and Sag, and then on Friday we have lots of aspects because. The moon is in Gemini, it'll oppose Jupiter. Um, but Mercury and Jupiter are going to conjunct 12.37 p.m. on Friday afternoon, Eastern time. So there it is. Mercury and Jupiter again meet up, and they are having this lovely conversation, and they have lots to tell each other and lots to say, because fire planets always have lots to say. And... They are, they met up back in October when they were in Scorpio together. So the 29th of October, we had the Mercury-Jupiter conjunction, and now we're having another one in a totally different sign. So what was going on on the 29th of October? It's going to be a different conversation than the one you're having now. It's the same aspect, but they're in different places, and they're in a happier place than they were. They were much more serious and mysterious back in October. Now we're having this happy conversation. So I like this, this Mercury-Jupiter conjunction. It's funny. It's, you know, in a, in a happy sort of way, it's time to be, you know, enjoy yourself a bit. Um, it is a time of, you know, interesting conversations, deeper conversations in, in the sense of philosophy. And, but it is a more joyous, uplifting time and so at the time of mercury jupiter it's very possible that you get some good news and some happy news about something so we like that so this is look for some good news on friday that's a good thing before the full moon and venus trine neptune is also happening on friday and that's a lovely aspect venus trine neptune back um, in the summer when it was in the sign of Cancer. And Venus trying, hasn't trying Neptune um, in this go-around in Scorpio because Neptune is later than where Venus went retrograde. So I'm here to tell you today that Venus is no longer in her shadow. 
And Venus is now moving past where she went when she went retrograde on October 5th. So now this is all new territory in the relationship area. And the fact that she's trining Neptune on Friday is good news. That's a really beautiful aspect. And it's actually going to be a very pleasant weekend with water sign trying the grand trine in water. I'll talk about that in a minute. Let's finish with Venus. Venus went into Scorpio back in September and then got slowly through the first 10 degrees because it was really weeks and weeks of Venus only going 10 degrees in Scorpio before it went retrograde on the fifth. And then it slid back into Libra in October and then went back into Scorpio again in November. And here we are still in Scorpio, but now we're in new territory because what happened was Venus stopped at 10 and didn't go any further in the sign of Scorpio, went backwards through those first 10 degrees and then back into Libra. And now today, we're moving on today, tomorrow, we are moving on and we are moving past where we were retrograde. And so now we have to go to a different story. So it's a continuation of what we've been doing, but really what's happened is it's a brand new day as far as Venus is concerned, as far as relationships and money and, and new things. What um, were you doing when Venus went retrograde? What happened when Venus was at that point at the beginning of October, when she really stopped, there must've been something going on for you that was pertinent, that was important, that was happening, that had a message for you. And if that's important, if you can remember what that was, think back to October, that first week of October. And I know it's been a little while. It's been like, you know, two and a half months, but it's important because if you remember what happened, there must've been something that happened then. And Think about the story and think about where you are and where are you in that story. There may be some good new information and moving forward on that story that you are now going to have. And so this is good news because now Venus is going to go past her where she was, past where all the Michigas happened, and now we're going to move forward and move through Scorpio. Now Venus is not going to leave Scorpio for a little while yet, not until like another three weeks or so that's okay because we're in a different story now and she's not having all those aspects with Uranus and now she's not having all those um, tedious experiences that she was when she was in retrograde everything from the retrograde story should be pretty much wrapping up now so that's a good thing um so very good so if you have a story reflect on it be with it understand it Look at where you're finishing it up and keep moving forward and see where the story, the next chapter of that story begins because this is the next chapter. It doesn't mean the story is over. It just means we're moving on to the next chapter, finally. So that's a good thing. So I think this is a, a progressive week. I think we've got a lot of new energy coming in. I think that everything that we've been reviewing in these last weeks is now moving forward. We're watching Mercury's moving forward. Mercury's actually going to move out of its shadow the 23rd. So we have a very nice grand trine with Venus, the moon, and Neptune this weekend. Because remember, Venus is going to try Neptune on Friday. The moon will move quickly. And on Sunday, 
afternoon, it will be Moon trining Venus. So Moon's in Cancer, Venus is in Scorpio, Neptune's in Pisces. So this is a grand water trine and it's very pleasant and it's open. So this is a good time to really start opening and to emotions and feelings. And you know, it's great because this is holiday season and people love to go visit friends and family and you get family coming in. That's a very pleasant, lovely aspect to have. Even if we are starting in a close period, we still have this lovely grand trine this weekend. So uh, this has not happened because we've had Venus and Scorpio not to this degree yet. So here we are. Um, the moon will try Neptune on Sunday morning, the 23rd. Mercury is going to get out of its shadow. So there's another story. So another story is finished and we're moving forward in another more positive way. I like that Mercury is conjuncting Jupiter and then Zoom go on to this new story. So I see some very positive things happening. And what do we have else? Um, the sun's changing signs this week. Venus is moving out of the shadow. Mercury's moving out of the shadow. Everybody's talking pleasantly to one another. And uh, then we get to Christmas Eve next week and the moon goes into Leo in the uh, afternoon. Or actually, yeah, afternoon. Um, we have the Cancer Moon all weekend. Very nice, very pleasant. Um, we have the Leo Moon on Monday, Christmas Eve, and then Christmas Day, the Moon is in Leo, and and there we're going through the rest of the week. But in the meantime, uh, you know, we're still in this nice manifestation period where we have Mars um, in Pisces and Neptune in Pisces. And, you know, we still have enough water in the sky to really look at our wishes and hopefully make our Christmas wish come true. So on that note, we are pretty much done for the week. It's again, a little bit of a quieter week, thankfully, but we are starting that eclipse period. So pay attention. Pay attention to what goes on with the full moon. Pay attention to what's going on in your life. Pay attention to three things this week. One, what starts at the full moon, what's happening in the world and in your life. Two, what is Venus telling you now this week because it's a new story. It's the next chapter from the story you started when she was retrograde. Three, what story is Mercury telling you? So Mercury's in Sag. You know, it's a much more philosophical story. Venus is a much still more intense goddess in the, you know, the darker realms with Venus and Scorpio. But here we are. There's a lot of water. There's a lot of um, emotions flying around. Stay grounded because we do have planets in Capricorn. And when the sun goes into Capricorn, it will be easier to stay grounded. Not any air. We have no air in the sky. So these are feelings. These are motivations, but not so much words. So until we go into, you know, Aquarius and stuff, we're not going to be talking much. It's, it's mostly feelings. Of course we talk, but go with your intuition more now. It's important to follow intuition, not your chit chat in your head. And on that note, happy week. Uh, I'm Deb McBride. My website is debmcbride.com where I write a blog. If you would like to have some astrological consultation, you can email me at deb at debmcbride.com and visit my Twitter and my Instagram, which are both at debastrology and they are 
giving you astrological information as well. And there's always a little video in Instagram of what the latest astrological things are. I'll be talking a lot about the beginning of the eclipse season. So stay tuned about that for the podcast and stay tuned to my website and social media because I'll be talking about eclipse season. So also, um, if you're listening on Blog Talk Radio, I am, I've moved over to Spreaker. They are allowing me to have so many hours on Blog Talk, but you know, in the future, you'll need to go to my website, to the podcast page and listen there, or iTunes, or to Spreaker. Okay? Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day.